You're tuning in to the List Fanatic Podcast, an audio destination for branding and entrepreneurship. Over here, we like to list hard and play hard. Let's go. Hello, List Fanatics. Welcome back to our podcast. Caleb and Morgan here. We're talking about how transparency affects your social media, Mm. the positive, negative, and everything in between. So transparency, let's talk about what that means to us in this digital age. It's kind of hard to tell now that AI robots are about to take over. (laughs) Uh, Transparency to me is, you know, people being vulnerable, being themselves and, you know, having a transparent layer in whatever capacity of their life. Hmm. And so it's kind of up to us to decipher how much transparency we want to show to the world without being fake, you know, just setting up those boundaries. So we hope this inspires you to use your voice, know what to do, know how to approach, uh, you know, your life on social media and your brand, your personal brand. So um, it's also meant to protect your peace because the internet will hate on you. They will cancel you and you should know that and own the pieces that you want to be public and be transparent about and the other things that are more private protect it be a mama bear if you're a mama bear or just have that energy yes i agree i like the i like the transparent layers because you like you don't just go up to somebody you're trying to be friends with and tell them your whole life story right you just you share different parts of yourself at different time you don't like you choose what you show. So yeah, I like that. You can still be authentic and show those layers as, as your audience gets to know you or just have things that are off limits. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I would just say that that's what every mature human being does (laughs) that has boundaries. True. I think it's really good. Anyway, inside joke, importance and benefits of that transparency. So trust in your personal brand, it builds trust with your audience. And I, it sounds so weird saying audience and customers and clients all the time, because really it's friendships that you're building online. You know, you'll get to know your following or, you know, your fan club, but it's really a friendship. It's an ongoing relationship and uh, you're slowly over time building trust by showing up consistently and in the same way. So if there's something that misaligns in your story, it's going to be a lot harder for your audience to continue to trust you. And that's definitely a benefit, I think, not just for relationship building, but for business building. What you say, (laughs) what you say, Caleb, what do I say? Yeah, just I'm, I'm being funny, like, (laughs) you know, it was two centuries ago. Speak. (laughs) That's, that's what I'm going for. I couldn't tell if you were trying to put me on the spot. What do you say? What do you say? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Man, I forgot what we were talking about. That was so funny, you know. Benefits. What was it? The benefits. And trust. Oh, yeah. I like that that's the first thing that you talk about, like the importance of that trust, right? Because 
just speaking on your Instagram here, it's like your audience really trusts you and they ask you a lot of questions. Mm. You don't have a ton of followers, but you get a lot of questions. You get a lot of comments and like engagement. It's a, yeah. yeah, the engagement is higher than I've seen on like anything. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um, but I like that that's the first thing. It's like trust back and forth, you know. Um, so what do you need? How do you build that trust then? I think not going too deep too soon. Like you're saying, similar to meeting someone in an Uber, you're not going to tell them your life story right away. You're going to provide them an elevator pitch and show them the value that you bring. And it sounds really, it almost sounds manipulative, right? Like if you're not a strategic thinker, your mind might not go here if you've never built a brand or a business, but it's really just intentional showing up for intentionally showing up for your audience and the people in your life. Right. Because a lot of times social media has people in your life. So, um, I would say, it also helps others to be transparent because a lot of times there's something that you've experienced in your life that you really want to like get through and then divulge in a way that can help someone else who's had a similar experience. And sometimes this happens accidentally by being transparent and showing up. Someone, you know, might, DM you and say, I had that exact thing. How did you get through it? And that can be the most powerful conversation of your life because you were just a little bit vulnerable on your Instagram story or whatever modality or, or platform. Uh, yeah. What are some other benefits you see? Some other benefits. Yeah. With showing up transparently. Man, I just feel like, I feel like the more people that show up in a positive, transparent manner, the better, because I feel like this isn't all social media, but there's like some people that are just the trolls, you know, and I think that gets way too much weight in uh, the scope of things like that gets hurt a lot, but all the like all of the people that are having positive experiences, it's like those posts, those posts don't go viral or whatever, you know? And so I feel like the positive impact is just gigantic. So this conversation is assuming that someone has good intent showing up on social media and that transparency. Of course. There's of course the other side of it. That's icky, the icks, (laughs) the icks of the internet. Um, we should do a podcast on, on the the icks of the internet. That'd be funny. Uh, but yeah, it shows the real you, those layers that you, you know, show to the world. Absolutely. I think it's also, you know, we kind of spoke about this earlier, crafting your own narrative. How do you feel about that with, with showing up? I mean, you don't have really a social media presence right now. Mm-hmm. Is that? Well, that's exactly where I was thinking about it. Right. That's yeah. the most vulnerable place to be in. 
And I was just thinking like, I want to build my own personal brand and build social media a, a following because I want my own narrative. I don't want anybody else to control my narrative, mm-hmm. you know, cause anybody could just say my name and say something about me and it'd be like, Oh, whatever, you know, but I also want like the, the power to write my own story, you know, sharing is caring. effect. Yeah. And affect the world. Yeah. So what are, what are some, uh, I've, just popped up like what are some of the transparent layers would you say like Mm. any category of your life right so your family your friends uh your food habits what gym you go to like this is all protective info or this is all private information that you should protect and you know protecting your kids. I know some people don't want to post about their kids and they have every right to have that boundary or, you know, a location as a, as a female, it's a little sketch sometimes to, to digress some of that information. So I would say every category of your life, you could map out and say, okay, what do I want to keep for just me? And that isn't just about, you know, privacy and, you know, protecting that. It's also, what do I want, right? Right. Yeah, designing your life in that way, I think is really powerful. And it doesn't just have to apply to social media. That could apply to in-person conversations and should. Right. Those things should match. Well, I think that that goes to what you're saying about being strategic. If you're strategic, you want to go to places where you're gonna meet clients or career opportunities, or you want to be in places for good things to happen. Right? What do you mean? Oh, like you're just saying like, um, places that you go, everything's like, everything is your own personal info. So how much you share, you should be strategic about, Right. just like you should be strategic about where you go. Like, yeah, and designing that. Yeah, taking it's. I'm trying to say take the manipulative factor out of it and take the and have the intent of being a good person and yeah. pushing positivity. If you're scared to be manipulative, it's not good. It's like if you take the like if you take it out and you just say I want to be a good positive person and bring good into the world. You know, it's like if you're being strategic and you need food, you can go to a grocery store or wherever. And that's not manipulating. It's like you need certain things. Yeah. You know, it could, it could definitely act as a motivator for that too. I want to show up and be transparent. That means I need to be standing in my integrity and anyone who asks me, I have, I have my answer. There are people who you know, will ask you questions and you do not need to answer them. You don't even have to give a reason. So that you should definitely keep in mind for direct messages, comments, uh, knowing knowing how to be a force and design your life. So I totally agree with that. Absolutely. What are some challenges? Mm. Well, we kind of already covered 
one challenge of sharing too much, like protecting your family, their location. Um, I know you just hear like crazy stories about like stalkers showing up at in Beverly Hills, just camping outside celebrities' houses and stuff like that, you know, like, and all, everything's accessible accessible yeah perfect word so everyone can find whatever they want all the time what else can sharing too much lead to because i mean i see relationships online way too maybe i don't know i shouldn't say maybe this isn't even a bad thing maybe sharing your relationships is good for certain Mm -hmm. people uh for me i was very hesitant to share you online Mm -hmm. you know in the first like year of of dating and and then that shifted obviously with real things happening in our life but dating sharing too much could lead to so much so much like false brand reputation mm-hmm. but i don't know what else well i think sharing too much everyone takes it and hears it in their own words in their own thoughts in their own feelings so they might take that and this is is why communication is so interesting it's like we all everyone speaks when you're speaking to somebody you speak the same same language right Mm -hmm. but you can hear the same sentence and just take it totally different the context yeah true so the context of someone building their personal brand on social media and deciding how transparency transparent they want to be they should consider that yes the context of how they're writing their story my foot is totally asleep right now i'll be honest yeah (laughs) (laughs) like trying to have a little foot ballet exercise here um i digress to the next to the next next thing that is is, sorry yeah that's gonna really lead you is strategy Oh, we had one more challenge I we wanted did? to mention. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just don't know if we touched on it or not. The judgment and feedback. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. And I feel like they're pretty crucial to sharing because once you get judgment, you don't really want to share, especially when it's the trolls, when they're just like, I don't know, when you get like really bad comments, it's like, it really is hurtful. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? challenges of i mean i'm just initially dealing with this and i think i think just the strategy what we're getting into is going to really help with that knowing how you're going to approach those those the lack of context which often leads to judgment and poor feedback and a lot of maybe hyper criticism from a person who's who's feeling very strongly about a word you said that they have a different you know definition for or they read a headline earlier that day and they think they know it all there's there's a million possibilities with where the intention of that comment is coming from and a lot of times that comment lacks context so that's definitely a challenge in being transparent but i wouldn't let that stop you. I would just come at it with a different approach. If you're finding that 
oof, I maybe shouldn't have said that or, um, you know, just to post something on social media to post something to me for my own, you know, life, that's not strategic and I don't really want to do anything that's not intentional and really thought out and detail oriented. So that's me, but onto the strategy so that people can overcome it. Like I said, creating clear boundaries and responding like responding quickly and with good intent to those to that feedback Mm -hmm. knowing the sort of pr strategy that you're gonna have and i don't mean the pr strategy like okay this is politically correct or i'm trying to scratch this person's back no 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 it's not it's this isn't about being like political. This is about you being who you are and standing in your purpose and being transparent in that way. So have your own PR like mindset, but what? Yeah, be your own PR. Yeah. <laughs> be your own PR. And if you need help, ask chat GPT. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say for everything now. We just had a gym tour and I was like, yeah, you can just uh, open up your app and say, you know, ChatGPT, what workout should I do today? And it'll tell you eventually. And it'll tell you how to work it out and what muscles you need to be hitting. And I'll give you a yeah. motivational speech. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Yeah. I mean, really, that anyway, that's another conversation, but it could be really powerful for motivation in general. Um, what else do you think is a strategic approach? For transparency mm, strategic ap- approach mm. planning as much as you can really because like you said you want to like have layers to everything and just thinking about how those layers come together thinking about what things you like and what you want to share you know because you don't even have to share anything that you anything about yourself you could just share if you love I don't know, stuffed animals. You could just share all about them, everything you find, all all your love, you know? And that could be your transparency is just like showing how you find stuffed animals, where you find them. That could be the transparency. I like that. Yeah. How, would, how else would you describe that? Like- The almost, transparency of that? Yeah. The transparency of going going through your thought process or mm-hmm. yeah like it, say you have like a really emotional emotionally tying story to why you love yeah uh, stuffed animals you don't have to share that you could just be like yeah i love them and i have loved them since i was 10. Uh... You know, and then you're, you're still sharing that about yourself and people can still understand that about you, but then you don't have to share with the whole world something that you don't want to share. That's a good one. Yeah. Because then later on, you could go a layer further. Right. And give that story. Right. I love that. Yeah, I think it's important that you show up in a vulnerable way. Vulnerability helps the world, but to not 
you know, to play, you know, yin, yin and yang here, there's also being strong and uh, in a competitive marketplace. So there's, there's yin yang, and you have to balance, balance it out according to who you are, right? So like, my vulnerability isn't going to match everyone else's. I think that's, that's really important. Um, Absolutely. Also with where I don't really think we've, we've kind of talked about this, but with the transparency of the internet and web 3.0, all of this, you should also keep that in mind with your strategy because something that is posted on web 2.0, web 2.5 can and will be held against you. Like, cancel culture exists and just how we're operating as humans is becoming more and more transparent so to know that is almost vital would you agree absolutely and to to the extent of that i don't know but to me i just see it as okay we're gonna have digital wallets what does that mean people are gonna say wow like they're gonna be able to transparently see transactions and you're I don't know enough about the space, but you're going to be able to control that and optimize that. So I won't speak on it more because I really do. The way you said it kind of sounds like scary, like sharing your information is scary, but that's exactly what we're saying is like, share what you want, like, and be smart about it. You don't have to share every intricate detail of your entire life with, and post it on social media. Like, yeah, I think you can pick and choose. I think in the beginning of giving people advice to post content, it was like just go do it, just go post on a story and do that. But really, what's the point if you don't have an end goal? If there's no actual strategy and thought put into it, then what's the point of doing it? Right. Just. I mean, you could just be on social media to show off for your crush yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But I don't know. To me, I just look at it as a game entrepreneur mindset here. But yeah, where it's going is just beyond our imagination, I think. And that can be a very, very good thing or a very, very bad thing. There's obviously so much conversation around that won't dig into it too much personally Are you excited Are you i'm excited, excited though okay i'm excited just because i'd like to always have a more optimistic you know mindset than say what was me the world's gonna crash and burn i think that that's kind of boring to be honest it's kind of outdated so i'd rather be growing and doing the best I can in the moment to make the world better. And if I'm totally out of relative, uh, you know, yeah, relative content and relative platforms, then how am I supposed to contribute to a better world if I don't know what the platform is? Especially now, so. right now, right? I think that's how everyone communicates nowadays. Yeah. 
And it's, I mean, NFTs are going to be, as Gary Vee says, the new, the new Nikes. Hey, where'd you get your kicks? It's like, it's just going to be so ingrained in, in culture. And so I haven't even begun to think about what that's going to look like because, you know, it hasn't hit my radar in to- totality. But I mean, AI just like popped up out of nowhere and it is in our culture, like permanently. How did that happen so suddenly, you know? That and is so, a good question. Let's talk about Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that didn't crack. Oh, Rihanna, Rihanna. So. Case some, studies with yes. vulnerability. Yep. Go ahead. Share about Rihanna. As much as it wasn't a written audio, I mean, no, that's not true. I did listen to her uh, Super Bowl interview and it was really enlightening because it wasn't like in your face. This is what I'm doing to be vulnerable. It was like answering honestly. And I really like that because it is coming from a place that's not like trying to push again, like an agenda it's it's more like yeah i'm me and any question you have for me i'm gonna i'm gonna answer to my best ability and of course she has a pr team and all of this but you can take those lessons from these case studies and and use them she shows up and she's pregnant and that's the most transparent i think you could be you're you're sh- yeah there's the shock and awe factor oh look at me right but i don't really think I didn't feel that intent personally. And from her interview, it didn't sound like it was trying to freak people out. I just, I think it was like, let's do this thing, not have the hype around the negative prior to the Super Bowl. Let's just like do it, be pregnant, be transparent and vulnerable in that act. Um, and I think just the act alone was was really great and her just showing up and answering the question of like, why is this important to you? What's your mission? And she's like, I mean, she obviously didn't say it in the pre-interview, but just the the act of being a woman representation and um, that's a vulnerable thing to do. And I have a lot of respect for it. What about you? Who inspires Mm. you with their vulnerability? Gary V, I love I love how Gary V does it because he shares a lot about his day to day, you know, his experiences, how people treat him, conversations that he has, garage sales, uh, V friends. He's sharing like you almost wonder how he has a personal life that's separate from social media because he's always posting every single day. So prior to signing off here, what do you think are some objections people are going to still have after that whole conversation? Mm, Well, I think people are going to be most confused about what boundaries do you put, right? They're like, okay, I get just like any relationship, you need boundaries around certain things, right? That's well known. So then it's like, I get what you would do in a face-to-face relationship, but then what do you do with like between you and social media? 
Right, because you're documenting, right? Not just a face-to-face interaction. You're trying to share. You're trying to not like leak documents. Like, say you have private documents you don't want out. Like, you're just like trying to be aware of that. And so it's like, that's what I feel like most people are like. I know I need this, but how do I implement it? Yeah, I. I mean, that kind of goes back to like creating a content plan, mm-hmm. right? And having that plan in place. But the intent, the intention of what you're capturing, what you're creating, what you're documenting, right? Because it's those two things. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of before you be, you know, pull your phone out. What are you trying to accomplish? Are you, are you trying to show people your lifestyle? Are you trying to you know, show behind the scenes of an event and how a musician is warming up. Don't know how that came into my mind. I obviously want to go be entertained right now. Uh, Yeah, it's that intention. And that's a really deep conversation to have. And we'll definitely get into those specifics. So yeah, what else besides a content plan do you think that Mm. would help before we sign off? Oh, find your own examples of people that you like and what content they share and how they share it. Um, Not saying go copy people, but just take note of what you like. Be an observer before a marketer right? and when you're a marketer. Yeah, you said you love Rihanna and you love what she did there. And it's like just being able to identify why you like something, you know. That's it. That is probably the most underrated skill in, in our current landscape, like observing what you like, being able to articulate those details without the interruption and the inundation of pop culture and like all of these things happening, right? Because everyone's like, oh yeah, they look like marshmallows. And then everyone's talking about the outfits of Rihanna this dancer is looking like marshmallows and it's like, but what do you like? <laughs> what specifically makes it look like a marshmallow? Because that's fun. Like, I love that conversation, but is, I mean, is it the color? I mean, obviously it's the color this, but to be able to articulate that out and then say, what did I, what did I like? Did I like the platform she was on? How would I design that differently? Well, then ask, then let me ask this. Did those, um, did the, the marshmallow <laughs> outfits, did they do their job with capturing your attention? Right? Like, cause then there's the yeah. step further of like, well, obviously the marshmallow outfits got everybody's attention. I mean, it's the Super Bowl talking, so too, it's like, right? It's right. like the platform itself everyone's going to be talking about. And then the TikTok audio that's popping off and being viral obviously is going to be talked about. Um, with anything, but it did, it did capture your attention. I don't, honestly, it just looked like a hip hop costume to me. Like on a side note, it just looked like a, just looked like a hip hop costume that was like designed by someone who knew, who knew hip hop. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it was also, yeah, I'm like all about defending rihanna right now i was like on facebook with like some old dancer friends and just going at it going wild 
Like they were like <laughs> defending her honor. And I was like, absolutely. Like people are missing the point. <laughs> so I saw something really funny today. And I don't know if it's true. I didn't look it up. But I saw that there was more viewers for the Super Bowl for Rihanna's performance than there was for that than there was for people that watched the Super Bowl. Wow. So more people tuned into Rihanna's performance. Yeah. And that's like the first time it's ever happened. There's mm-hmm. like 117 million for Rihanna's performance and then 113 for the Super Bowl. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because it's like, yeah, she obviously like for the record, Future Morgan, as a nostalgic thing, was this not the best dance performance like you've seen in a while? Just saying, just saying. Hopefully the future Super Bowls outdo. It's all in a future world. Super Bowls don't exist. Any other last thoughts? Go use your voice and go Rihanna. <laughs> I think I'd like to end it with that. That was beautiful. Okay.